At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast with VEASAN's hockey betting analyst, Andy McNeil. Here is Danny Burke. All righty, welcome to it, folks. Time to start up another edition of VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burke. Happy to be with you and happy to have our guy, Andy McNeil, along for the ride as he will be for every episode at Digital Gambler, where you can follow him on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 for myself. This is our second episode with the podcast, so uh, I'm sure a lot of people still are new tuning in. Basically, what Andy and I will do, we'll kind of run through some of the biggest news with the ice today uh, in terms of injuries, trade deadline news. I know it's coming soon, and especially with my Blackhawks and Patrick Kane, we're kind of wondering what the heck is going to happen. Quite the run for him, though. We'll probably delve into that a little bit like we did in episode one. Uh, We'll go through our best bets, too, some of the top games of the day and share our leans or wagers we have made in a lot of those spots. But, uh, Andy, before we get into kind of all of that, uh, I I guess we didn't get too crazy with maybe our backgrounds in terms of hockey and betting hockey. So for someone out there who is new to not only this podcast, but maybe hockey and to yourself in general, uh, tell them a little bit about yourself, because obviously we know that you're VEASAN's NHL expert, but how did you even get started in this business and how did it bring you to where you are now, my man? Well, I've I've been in the betting game for over a decade now, uh, pretty seriously, uh, and uh, it's become a, a huge part of my life for a long time. I, I did uh, everything in the shadows, but that, uh, that of course, has uh, been a, a lot different over the last couple of years working for VEASAN. It's taken me all the way to, to hockey night in Canada, but you know, 
being right here, breaking down games, assessing teams, talking gambling with like-minded people, having a little bit of fun. That's that's what I love to do the most. And I'm uh, I'm really happy that we're getting started with this podcast here at VEASAN. Without a doubt. And again, folks, follow him on Twitter at Digital Gambler. And you can get plenty of his write-ups, too, for the off days that we're not doing the podcast at VEASAN.com, V-S-I-N.com. Uh, as for myself... Just an avid sports better too. host with VEASAN hockey being one of my favorite sports to bet and kind of what I tell people, Andy, and look, you know, your novice better say at least in the States because Andy's up there in Canada. So hockey's a lot more prominent, but here in the United States, it seems very selective in terms of if you like hockey, it's basically if your hometown team is doing good, the general person will then be more interested But now that sports betting is getting legalized, I think you do have more of an infatuation for wanting to bet the puck, especially when something like football is over and you're looking for something to wager on and to pass the time. But really, I found it to be one of the certainly more entertaining sports. We all know that already, but absolutely can be a profitable sport, too. And sometimes a market that is untapped, relatively speaking, to these sports books, because even though football's over, you know, they focus on the NBA, college basketball, stuff like that. And hockey is really a great avenue for getting involved in betting, even if you don't know that much with it. I think it's more intimidating than it actually seems to get involved with it. So the past few years, hockey has been one of my favorite sports to bet. And like you said, man, have to be doing this podcast and especially with someone as knowledgeable as you and with the experience you have. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so anybody out there listening, also, if you have any questions, whether it's just general questions, anything with bets, feel free to reach out to us at Danny Burke five at digital gambler on the tweets. So, Andy, let's go ahead and get started with some of the biggest news of the day. Uh, Injury-wise, trade rumors-wise, anything around that realm, what have we been seeing so far? By the way, Andy and I are recording this Thursday morning, so if we miss anything, that would be why. But as of this moment, my man, what have we seen uh, making up the news list? Well, I think some of the biggest news of the day uh, has got to be in Washington. Of course, Alex Ovechkin has been out since February 11th following the death of his father, but he's back with the team. He'll be back in his office tonight versus the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Forward Anthony Mantha, though, is listed day to day. He's not expected to play. The Ducks, on the other hand, they're expected to be without forward Adam Henrique and Both John Klingberg and Troy Terry uh, are listed day-to-day. No update on their status at the moment. So um, could be some uh, some, some, a a bit of an even bigger mismatch uh, in Washington if the Ducks uh, are to to be missing those players. In Columbus, we've got Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau expected to be back in the lineup. Vladislav Gavrikov is being held out for trade reasons. He hasn't played since February 11th, but I'm not lying when I say the Blue Jackets injury list is far too long to read off here. Minnesota uh, in action uh, against Columbus. Jonas Brodin is being swapped for Kalen Addison due to injury. Marcus Foligno back in the lineup. Uh, A couple of other uh, minor uh, moves here, Uh, but Marc-Andre Fleury has been confirmed and uh, he'll be facing down uh, Jonas Corposalo for the Blue Jackets in goal. Uh, And Edmonton, we've got uh, some confirmation with the Oilers uh, that Stuart Skinner is in the net, uh, the starters net at practice. So it looks like he's going to start tonight. Um, But recently, one Edmonton reporter suggested that Evander Kane's injury, believed to be a painful rib injury, 
could keep him out up to two weeks, but he acknowledged that uh, he could be back sooner either way. Don't expect to see Kane in the Oilers lineup on Thursday in Pittsburgh. And the Blues, Tory Krug listed day-to-day, but both Pavel Butchnevich and Brandon Saad, uh, who were questionable uh, last night, uh, now expected to be back in the lineup versus the Canucks. So that's a, a big boost for St. Louis, uh, given that they've, Obviously lost uh, Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko in the trade market recently. And then finally, Nashville. Uh, Philip Forsberg still listed day-to-day. Uh, he's out with what's believed to be an upper body injury slash concussion, possibly. Uh, and Ryan Johansson, his season is over, expected to go under uh, undergo right leg surgery today. So that's, uh, that's pretty much everything uh, we've got today so far uh, in terms of injury news uh, of note. Good stuff, Andy. Uh, it, you, you know, you mentioned a game that I think a lot of people are going to have their eyes set on tonight, and that's going to be taking place in Pittsburgh, where the Penguins are taking on the Oilers. And I know you have some interest in this game yourself. And you mentioned you heard that it looks like it's going to be Stuart Skinner taking the net tonight. Um, man, again, this game's going to be fascinating. I, I guess the question I have for you here is: as good as Edmonton is. Does Skinner kind of give you trepidation? Maybe not in this spot particularly, but for the future of this team heading into the postseason and other situations. Because I feel like if they had a a better goalie, if if Skinner was playing a lot better, we'd be talking about Edmonton in a different light based on the personnel that they already possess. Um, I think, you know, year to date, Skinner has been very good. Uh, 11.7 goals saved above expected. Um, clearly, this is a young goaltender that's, uh, you know, still, uh, you know, early, early on in his NHL career. Um, but uh, he's 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 had a, 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 you know, some some really quality moments here so far. And uh, I think, you know, I'm I'm glad to see him get the chance to, you know, be the guy in Edmonton. I think there's always going to be that, uh, you know, lingering effect there of Jack Campbell. uh looking over his shoulder because he is the the $5 million guy that the Oilers have locked up. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure the management group would like to see him playing, uh, you know, meaningful games and, and making his, uh, making his money's make, making them their money's worth. Uh, but, but, you know, Stuart Skinner, I think he's, he's, he's the guy that I prefer right now. Um, even if he, even if he hasn't played great uh, as of late, I think um, Jack Campbell has, you know, played a lion's share of games over the last uh, couple of months compared to where he, he was um, at the start of the season. But no, that's not a, a big concern for me heading into this one. Uh, I think I really, I really like this matchup for the Oilers. Uh, you know, Connor McDavid, he lost his first six games against the Penguins after coming into the league, but the Oilers, they've owned this matchup since 2019, 20 Edmonton has won five of their last six against the Penguins. They've outscored them 16 to five in the last three games. And, uh, you know, the Oilers three, one and four record since the all-star break might be concerning to some, but they've been dominating play in all situations. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I don't feel like an even strength scoring slump because that's really what this is right now uh, is is going to deter me from backing them here. I, I laid minus one oh five. I, I like the Oilers all the way up to minus one ten, which is where they're at now. The Penguins have been a bottom 10 team on offense and defense for the. 25 plus games now uh, and while the latter will probably improve now that Tristan Jari is back between the pipes he's confirmed to starting goal today for the Penguins 
it's it's not going to solve their problems overnight. The Oilers rank among the top five teams in expected goals percentage, 59.5% since February 6th, since the All-Star break. And even though their offense has dropped off a bit from, from where it was in the last month, they're, they're still scoring four or more goals uh, most of the time in 13 of their last 16 games, and that's bad news for this this Penguins defense. I like your angle there with Edmonton. Now, I think it was with our first episode, because I'm here in Las Vegas, so I'm getting my days a little mixed up, but I think the play that I had uh, was the Penguins against the Islanders, and Jari wasn't too bad, Andy, but then he had that blunder where he just dished it off to the Islanders, dude, and it just screwed them basically, and they blew a lead in the third, and it was tough. It, and it just seems like nothing's going right for Pittsburgh right now in a spot where they desperately need some wins. But uh, you talk about Edmonton and their number in the market, like you said, now up to as high as minus 110. So it looks like the market is showing some favor to Edmonton on the road here. And I can't blame them, and I can't blame you for wanting to back them. I may have to jump in there and take a little piece, but I do like that angle with the Oilers. I think offensively they'll be good enough to overcome Pittsburgh. And even if Jari does have a relatively good performance, again, I don't know what you can expect out of Pittsburgh offensively, who kind of refused to take advantage of their opportunities on the power play against New York. So um, that'll be a fun game. Total as high as seven. Uh, not surprising to see it there, though, with uh, with an offense like the Oilers. But that'll be a fun one. Danny, I just you mentioned the market there, and that's that's something that really stands out to me. Uh, where just where Pittsburgh kind of sits uh, uh, in the market consensus, uh, impredictable.com. They have rankings, market rankings uh, based on betting lines. They have Pittsburgh as the 14th best team. Um, that's that doesn't match up to what I have. They have Edmonton as the sixth best team, which is closer to where I have the Oilers, uh, but I do not have. Pittsburgh as one of the, the the 14 best teams in the NHL right now. And I think that's where the, the big uh, discrepancy lies for me. Is that just like a name brand basis type of thing? Sidney Crosby still being there. Jari's numbers aren't bad, although he was dealing with that injury. And we're just accustomed to the Penguins being more at the top. You think that's more why they're getting some of that recognition and especially in the market? Uh, yeah, I, I think. And they do have a, I mean, Tr- Tristan Jari has been, 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 good for them and uh you know like you said name brand but i I think it's a standings thing too and um i i i I just don't i don't understand uh how after everything we've seen this this big sample size of games how how the penguins can be viewed as an above average hockey team because they they just aren't right now no that is for sure so andy riding with edmonton tonight uh some other games that i know you had some interest in that i have some interest in as well Let's go with this matchup with New Jersey and Los Angeles. So the Kings have been quite the team as of late. I mean, offensively, they have just been on a heater. They are coming off a 2-1 loss at Minnesota, but before that, they're getting either five or six goals in each game, it seemed like. The Devils are in an interesting spot because, Andy, they are coming off a very gross loss versus Montreal, 5-2 in their most recent spot. And some of the guys were talking about it, saying that, you know, we had played so many games, and I'm paraphrasing, but they had had a stretch where they were playing a lot, and they were just fatigued. And I know there was a little bit of an illness going around throughout the locker room. Uh, for this game, it looks like Vanacek is going to be getting the nod for the Devils. Uh, he's 24-6-3 this year, 2.35 goals against average, about 91.4% on his saves. 
And at home, he's been a really strong goalie as well. New Jersey, you know, you and I talked about them a couple weeks ago. They've been a very fun team and did quite the 180 from last season to this year. Uh, They're laying as high as like minus 150 on the money line. I actually took a little piece of the Devils here at minus 143. I think it's a great bounce back spot for them after what you saw against the Canadians. And with the Kings, originally, I will say, so I didn't go fully nuts with this bet because we didn't know who was going to be starting for the Kings. Uh, I thought it was potentially going to be Jonathan Quick, who when he's faced any competent offense on the road, He's seemingly given up at least three goals in his numbers on the road, 3.71 goals against average, 87% with his saves. No bueno to say the least, but now it looks like Phoenix Copley could be 10 in the pipes. And Andy, Phoenix Copley's been really uh, absolutely solid for this Kings team. Why don't they utilize him more compared to what they're doing with Quick? Is it just kind of getting him accustomed and in a rhythm? Is it just because Quick's always been the guy there? What, what's kind of the deal with that goaltending situation? Uh, well, Copley has definitely kind of established himself as the the guy currently in, in Los Angeles, I think, um, you know, based on what he's been able to do for the team these last few months. Um, it was quite a surprise for me because I, I, I could understand why they were um, – they had repeatedly tried to get Cal Peterson into that role. I mean, he was a, a high draft pick. He was a highly touted prospect. He was somebody that they see saw as the the future of their franchise. Uh, but now that that he's out of the picture, um, I really thought that Quick would kind of, you know, resume his his role as the starting goaltender. But that hasn't been the case. And uh, you know, Copley, like I said, is the the guy now. But this matchup, I I, I find it interesting uh, for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned. Um, the Kings, I do not think, are a, a bad hockey team by any means. In fact, they've got some great underlying numbers and, you know, could be pretty dangerous at times. Uh, but the Devils have performed pretty well against Western Conference opponents. Uh, I mean, they've performed pretty well against everybody. But, I mean, I think you could you really see the divide between maybe some of the Eastern Conference powerhouses like the New Jersey Devils and a, a middling Western Conference team uh, like, like Los Angeles in a matchup like this. But... Um, the Kings have had a run of playing some bad struggling slash struggling teams coming out of the all-star break. I'm talking about Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Anaheim, Arizona, uh, and they went four and oh, but the, the win streak was snapped in Minnesota on Tuesday. And, and I would not be surprised to see them give a lot of those points they earn back because they're going up against some really tough goaltenders on this four game or five game road trip, four games remaining worst case scenario here. You mentioned Vitek Vanacek likely getting the start for the devils tonight. Uh, the rest of the way they could see Igor Shesterkin, Ilya Zorokin and Connor Hellebuck in their next three games. So this could be a real turn for the LA Kings uh, as far as, you know, giving some of those good vibes back that they, they, they earned in the last, uh, last week or so since the all-star break. But um, I, I, I can't get, to the, the the point where I'm willing to back the the Devils at minus 150, but I I, I do think it's it's Devils or nothing uh, in in this one. All right, well at least I got to that extent with the Andy McNeil stamp of approval, baby. I'll take it. So I, I'm I'm in for New Jersey minus a buck 43 here in Vegas. Seem to be the cheapest number at Westgate. So uh, I am locked in with New Jersey. Another game that I'm locked in with here, Andy, and a game that was featured at the top of the show when we were talking about some of the biggest news. Uh, in our nation's capital, the Capitals themselves taking on the Anaheim Ducks, a game where we are expecting possibly the return of Alex Ovechkin, like you said, tending for the matters of his late father who passed away recently. And 
they're going against this Anaheim team who in general, even if Ovechkin was in or was not going to be in, uh, the big advantage goes to the Capitals. They opened about minus 250 and you see them over $3 in several outlets. So already knowing that they should have the big advantage, now you're probably going to get a spark and a huge momentum boost in a time where you desperately need it with your guy Ovechkin getting back. It makes sense why the line would spark in favor of the home team here. And it seems like Gibson's going to be taking the net for Anaheim. And aside from just the Ducks being a train wreck, I mean, my goodness, Andy, Gibson's been having a nightmare of a year, especially on the road where he's 2-11-6 with a 4.15 goals against average, 89.7% on his saves. His last four games, he surrendered 22 goals, which comes out to 5.5 per game. The thing about Lindgren, too, I think, Andy, when you're putting him between the pipes is that, you know, you're getting a really quality performance out of him where you may not be getting it consistently, but it's, it's, it's kind of a good look at when he's taken over because look, Darcy Kemper has been strong. Sure. But a lot of times I feel like he's been liable, um, whether it's home or away in a guy where, you know, the capitals, you're still paying a hefty price to do so on him, but I don't feel like, with Kemper in there in some spots, it's necessarily worth laying it. But with Lindgren, when he's in the net, I think he gives you a good opportunity here. And I like that it's going against this weaker Ducks team and that you're getting Ovechkin back. So I laid on the puck line with the Capitals. Not ideal when you're not getting plus money on a puck line. I understand that. But I think it's a beautiful situation for him. And I got minus 115 laying the puck in the hook with Washington here. The, the Charlie Lindgren uh, start is going to give some people pause. And now I'm a I'm a I'm a Darcy Kemper defender, uh, and I think he's a, a really good goaltender. I think he's been solid this season. Um, I think I think the Capitals' problems have uh, you know kind of jumped around from one thing to another thing, uh, and a lot of it has been driven by injury. I'm really excited or interested, I should say, not excited because uh, I've still got some money riding on the Capitals to make the playoffs. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested to see how this team performs down the stretch once once uh, once they get closer to being back at full strength uh, because there were some really good signs earlier this season. Uh, but as far as the Ducks go and John Gibson, um, I'm not a John Gibson defender by any means, but I, I do think that, I mean, would you even bother showing up to work if your job was goaltender for the Anaheim Ducks? Like, I, I you might be there in body, but not in spirit. And I think that's the case with, with John Gibson most nights. Um, this guy's going to see 40, upwards of 40 shots a night. Uh, doesn't stand a chance. What's the point of even trying? I mean, like, I, I'm sure he tries. Don't get me wrong. It would be ridiculous to suggest otherwise. But, at, uh, I mean, this guy is just being right. trotted out. To, to you know to to get peppered with pucks all night long every other night and and his team rarely stands a chance so um it's a it's a pretty demoralizing position maybe the worst goaltending job in the NHL right now um like I said Anaheim allowing upwards of 40 shots a game uh, more often than not and uh yeah you've got a inspired inspired team tonight I, I Alex Ovechkin is the heart and soul of this Washington Capitals team. Uh, regardless of how they've been playing, you think you you would think that they're going to come out with a very spirited effort. They're going to rally around mm-hmm. their their captain tonight. Uh, now, obviously, whether that materializes into you know an offensive explosion and a good goaltending performance from Charlie Lindgren remains to be seen. But um, I, I wish the Capitals were at a, a price point where I could get involved here because I do think they're going to take it to Anaheim tonight. But 
um i'm i'm i can't get i can't quite get there it's a, it's a little bit too rich for my blood given how the the capitals uh how the capitals have played recently yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they've been a frustrating team to say the least, but hey, uh, still plenty of time to go for that playoff bet. I like that angle with it, so uh, we'll certainly be rooting for our guy Andy to get Washington to bring it home and hopefully make their way into the postseason. But yeah, I'm riding the puck line tonight. Got minus 115. Not ideal considering the line movement, but uh, yeah, I like the situational spot for, for the Caps, so hopefully they can come through this evening as well. Uh, Andy, I want to ask you about this Rangers and Red Wings game because we talked about a change with the goalie for New York. How did that affect your handicapping of this game? Because originally I did have some interest with Shesterkin in the net, who we saw last year as the best goalie in hockey, right? But this year, I mean, yeah, the Rangers have been hot, but in five starts this month, he's allowed 3.6 goals per game, 18 total. Uh, they already played Detroit earlier this year. That's when they had that game where they won eight to two. And Huso uh, did not do that great in that game, giving up all eight goals. Obviously, it's a little bit different situation this time around. But again, no Shesterkin in the net. I was leaning toward the over six originally. Now, I, now I'm a little undecided in this spot. I was curious to to hear what you thought for this situation. Uh, so it's clearly a downgrade going from Sisterkin, regardless of how he's played recently. Uh, you know, the, the it's it's a downgrade going from Igor Sisterkin to to Yaroslav Halak. But Halak has been fine this season. I mean, he's performed slightly above average. Uh, if you want to go through the lens of goal saved above expected. Um, but not much better than than Billy Huso. These these guys are, are really on pair. You expect Huso to start for the Red Wings, given that they're actually now pushing for a, a playoff spot, surprisingly. Um, so that obviously makes things a lot closer. Um, you know, in terms of my handicap for this game, I, I believe I had the Rangers priced around the 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 the, the midpoint price, around minus one fifty five. They opened at around minus one sixty five. Um, so even you know. Even with a, a big 25, 30 cent move, 20 cent move to to Yaroslav Halak uh, on that news, um, I'm still not, not where I need to be to justify a bet on the Red Wings here. Uh, maybe that's me underrating the Red Wings. Maybe that's the market overrating the Red Wings. I'm not really sure, but I, I fall right in that that straddle in between uh, where the Rangers and the Red Wings are priced and uh, don't really have a, a, a feel on the total in this one because Detroit uh, has been sort of a stingy team they're not a high event hockey team and things can can kind of get pretty boring in some of their games yeah I don't know if I'm gonna get there officially with the total to the over maybe wait for an in-game spot if if it does start out slower scoring or slower tempo lower scoring and you get an adjusted number maybe around like five even five and a half early on maybe that'll be the best approach but there was some juice to the over six minus 18 was the least amount I saw most books had about minus 120 but uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting spot to see how the Red Wings can kind of respond against the Rangers here with Detroit making that playoff push, as you alluded to. So, Andy, those are the games that really stood out to me. And uh, also, we'll, and we'll get into this a little bit later with uh, the Golden Knights game of the Flames, because I think that one's pretty fascinating, too. But I know you had a couple other games that you wanted to touch on. And to start, how about Buffalo and Tampa Bay? Look, the Lightning have been incredible at home this season, and they're coming off a nice 6-1 dub against the Ducks. Took them to the second period to get some action going, but nonetheless, they made it happen. And again, won that game by five. 
Uh, looks like it's going to be Vasilevsky and Craig Anderson, if I'm not mistaken. That's at least maybe what we're projecting. Also, shout out Craig Anderson, uh, Park Ridge, Illinois, not too far from uh, my hometown in Arlington Heights. I <laughs> Craig Anderson kind of cracks me up in the sense, Andy, that I feel like this guy's never going to retire and he's just going to be in the league forever. He's actually had a pretty decent year so far. How does how does he being in the net affect your handicap in Tampa? So I hate to to to, to bust the Illinois bubble here. Feel good moment for your your boy, but uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be in goal tonight. It looks like it's oh. going to be Eric Comrie, and uh, that that actually just came out as we started recording. <laughs> uh, so uh, I didn't get to relay that to you before the before before we got going here. So you know you, you get a pass on this one, but <laughs> uh, expected to start. He was in the the the, the starters net at at practice here. Um, the big thing for me with Buffalo, they're 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 kind of dipping recently. Uh, their underlying numbers aren't as good as they were. Their offensive numbers uh, have have dipped. They've they've uh, they're one of the best offensive teams year to date. But dating back to January 9th, they've scored three or fewer goals in 13 of their last 18 games, and only three teams have allowed more goals per 60 minutes. So it's you know they're 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 kind of they're really dipping right now and they're one and eight versus top teams and the top teams i'm talking about uh tampa bay boston new jersey toronto carolina uh not great right so uh this is this is going to be a tough spot for the 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 buffalo sabers can't quite get there on the the price but uh definitely um lean towards the lightning and expect them to come out on top because that's just how things have been going for the sabers in these situations yeah, I like Tampa Bay here too, Andy, but again, it is pretty rich with the price. Even with the puck line, do you think that's not worth it? I mean, like plus 105 or so, I think is what I saw their number around, or maybe a win in regulation type of bet. You would still need more in order to get on Tampa? Uh, yeah, I mean, the Sabres still have a high offensive ceiling. Things mm-hmm. can still get at a hand in this game. They can still run and gun with the best of them. Um, and they still got a lot of talent in the in their top six. So um, I, I I I lean towards the Lightning, but I I just can't get to it. I can't get to where I, I'm going to back them in this one at this price. Yeah, I'm with you, my friend. Again, maybe could be a good in game spot if Tampa's not getting out early, much like happened against Anaheim or Buffalo. Get out gets out to an early lead, and you see some value with the Lightning. Maybe that's the way to go about it. Uh, another game that was. Catching your radar here, uh, Minnesota on the road against Columbus, Andy. So the Wild have won their past three games. Blue Jackets coming off that overtime loss at Arizona. Um, looks like it's going to be Flurry tending the pipes this evening. Flurry's kind of been back and forth, but his numbers are actually a little bit better on the road, Andy. I kind of lean toward the over six in this game. I, I haven't done anything. That was just my initial lean. What stood out to you about this matchup particularly? Yeah, I I like where your head's at there. I mean, I think what stands out in a lot of these matchups uh, at, at at first blush is just, you know, immediately the, the divide between the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference mm-hmm. and uh, how poorly Western Conference teams have done on the road in the Eastern Conference this season. They're winning less than 39% of the games uh, and the sample size is up over 200 games so it's not necessarily a small sample um there's there's definitely a divide here but that doesn't really come into play when you think about a matchup like this columbus is the worst team in the eastern conference after all but 
The Blue Jackets have gone seven four at home versus Western Conference opponents. Uh, that's actually the you know they're the most profitable team in that situation uh, in the East, and they recently beat the the Jets three to one. Uh, personally, the 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 price on the Blue Jackets isn't attractive enough to entice me to bet on them at this point. But the Wild are, are four and seven versus the East on the road. They've lost to some bad teams this season, like the Montreal Canadiens, a, a, a basement team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and Jonas Corpusallo has been quite a bit better than Marc Andre Fleury year yeah. to date. And I think more importantly. The Wild just aren't scoring right now. They rank dead last in goals per 60 minutes over the last month. Uh, and that could be a problem with this this Blue Jackets team that, uh, you know, can can light it up offensively from time to time. We know Johnny Gaudreau, like I mentioned before, is going to be back in the lineup. Um, so uh, I, you know, the, the 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 nerd in me, the math based handicapper uh, actually leans slightly towards Minnesota. Uh, I, I think the, the price was a little bit short originally. Um, but, you know, the more and more you think about this matchup, it's uh, the Wild are, you know, a middling Western Conference mm-hmm. team. And uh, and it, it makes sense why the, some action has come in on the Blue Jackets this morning and, and seemingly pushed that, that price around a little bit. And again, I, I told you I leaned a little bit toward the over, but also, I was thinking the same thing. Like when you look at these goalies head to head, there's really not that much of an advantage with Flurry at this point. And Minnesota, like you said, middling team is probably the perfect way to put it. Market has moved against them, opened as high as minus 185. Now you see them as low as minus 170, at least out here in Vegas. So, again, perhaps some plus money um, attractiveness toward the side of Columbus and wouldn't blame anybody who goes that direction. And yeah, I've got nothing here, but. Watching that goalie matchup will be will be a fun one to see who has the advantage in that game. And look, Andy, speaking of these goalie matchups, we're kind of wondering what's going to happen also here in Sin City then. The Golden Knights hosting the Flames. It appears it's going to be Markstrom. Correct me if I'm wrong, obviously, on that. Um, and then with the Golden Knights, I mean, you know, Thompson, Hill, they're a little bit banged up. What do we expect to happen in the net for the Golden Knights, because I I feel like if it was Hill going into this game, because last I saw his status was at least questionable overall. If it was Hill, I'm sure this game would be priced differently, but that would kind of draw me to the Golden Knights in this situation. Yeah, I've got Markstrom projected to start in this one. Dan Vladar was in goal for the Flames win over the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, on Wednesday. Almost forgot what day it was today, but uh uh, I, I've got Markstrom projected, but yeah, this Vegas Golden Knights situation is uh, it's 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 a rough one. I mean, um, you know, for a, a long long part of this season, goaltending was the only really the driving force behind their success, and uh, obviously with Logan Thompson uh, his injury and now Aiden Hill uh, listed day to day, we could see Laurent Brassois in goal tonight, and that would be a, a big big drop off uh, from where yeah. where they. Uh, were projected to be in that area beforehand. But, you know, Vegas, I mean, has played pretty well as of late. Their underlying numbers are really good, but uh, that's sort of been the case with the the, the Calgary Flames. And, uh, you know, they might be riding a little bit high after getting that huge win over the Arizona Coyotes uh, last night. But, um, you know, this team still, like I mentioned on on Monday, is, is just a nut a stay away for me. I, I, I don't feel confident in, in 
pricing or assessing this team um, because they just seem to, to, to work outside of the mold that I kind of work in. And that kind of cancels out their opponents for me a lot of the time. I can't bet against the team, uh, you know, if 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 I'm I'm not willing to bet on them, if that makes sense. Uh, and and that's kind of where I'm at with Calgary right now. So um, this one, you know, the the added uncertainty with with Vegas's uh, goaltending situation uh, makes it an even bigger stay away game for me. When you think about the future for both of these teams playoff time uh, this flames team seems a little bit more unreliable to me uh than we've seen in years past i mean especially last year at least it, it gets just anecdotally from my perspective andy how do you envision playing them come postseason time with both calgary and the golden knights i mean it's it's tough to separate anything jacob markstrom has done good or bad from what we witnessed in the, the, the second round of the, the playoffs last season against mm-hmm. the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I mean, Connor McDavid and the Oilers kind of broke him and it yeah. seems like he's been broken ever mm-hmm. since. Um, and Calgary is almost certainly going to have to go through Edmonton at some point. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say almost certainly, but there's a good chance that they'll have to go through Edmonton uh, or a, a high powered team like that at some point. And um you know their their offensive struggles, which hey they've been they've been better as of late, but um, they're still too close to a breaking break even hockey team for my liking. I think they leave too much up to chance. They can dominate possession, own sixty percent of the shot attempts, uh, but the scoring chances and you know the quality chances, uh, the margins are oftenly often pretty narrow between them and the other team, and I think that leaves a lot up to luck, uh, and that's kind of why the Flames are at where they're at right now. Yeah, you look at DraftKings, for example, the Flames were seen to win the Stanley Cup at 22 to 1. Golden Knights at 14 to 1. Golden Knights always get a little bit more love, especially here in Vegas. Uh, it affects the line movement a tad bit because they got their hometown team and uh, everybody seemingly wants to bet them every single game. So you always see a little bit of difference with VGK at 14 to 1. Did, did they give you enough confidence to make it far with their goalie situation, whether it's going to be a healthy Thompson or or rather like uh, Hill in the postseason, does that do enough to warrant them making it deep in your mind? I, you know, I mean, I don't have a lot of confidence in any Western conference team, to be honest. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a cruel random lottery of, uh, of wins and losses come playoff time. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just a, they, they, they all have so many warts. Uh, obviously, you could you could look at a team like Colorado, assuming they're at full strength come playoff team, they can turn it on uh, and maybe be back to the powerhouse that that they were. Um, but but really, outside of Colorado and, and Edmonton, um, mainly because of their star power, um, I don't I don't have a lot of uh, faith in any of the Western Conference teams making a run. I wouldn't be surprised to see any any team that makes the playoffs in the West uh, go all the way to the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, in the similar way that we saw uh, Dallas make it uh, a couple a few years ago, and uh, before that Montreal. I know are not a Western Conference team, but they made their way. You know. Th- they made their way to the Stanley Cup final through the Vegas Golden Knights, and I think that just uh, illustrates how how these Western Conference teams just aren't where the Eastern Conference teams are at right now. 
Yeah, that uh, <laughs> it's pretty apparent right now. It's kind of hard to put any stock into these Western Conference squads, especially with the volatility that we already always see happen in the postseason. But what we're assuming can occur throughout the Western Conference, but maybe it presents a little bit more value with some of these teams. You're right, though. It's it's kind of hard to just pick one or even two that you would definitively say, now nah, these are the squads that are going to represent the conference because it's a group of them that could easily find their way there. Whereas with the Eastern Conference, the Bruins leading the way, a little bit uh, more justification for maybe narrowing it down to at least the Bruins, Hurricanes, and even the Lightning playing a lot better as of late. We know the Rangers have been hot. Uh, the Devils, we'll see if they can keep up some of their mojo in the postseason. But, man, it's going to be fun to see how this all kind of winds down throughout the regular season and into the Stanley Cup playoffs, which, of course, here on Beeson's Hockey Betting Podcast, Andy and I will have you covered all the way through the postseason. We'll take you a couple episodes a week, keep updating the awards, keep updating the futures, our best bets on the days that we do record. And if we do have bets on the off days, be sure to check it out at vcin.com. Andy doing his write-ups every single day. Uh, I'll also put in my bets when I do it on vcin's Pro Picks page. Everybody's picks, show host, show guest, whatever sport it may be, everything is logged there. So make sure you get in tune with that at VSIN.com. Andy, before we exit out officially, any last thoughts you want to dish out here before we uh, before we wrap this bad boy up? I just want to manifest the Patrick Kane trade here. We, we you know, like <laughs> he's doing too uh, good. We need to keep him at this point now, man. <laughs> gonna set up some kind of like little prayer circle here with some candles and stuff. And uh yeah, I mean First 50 games, nine goals. Last four games, seven goals. Uh, it's been hilarious to watch. That's the only way I could put it. It's uh, This guy is just turning it on. And, I mean, he'd have eight goals in four games if it wasn't for that uh, the, that overtime. What would have been an overtime winner being called off uh, due to the not being enough time left on the clock. But, uh yeah, just a, a incredible performance over the last handful of games, and uh, I don't know, I don't know what he's trying to tell us, but uh, uh, it's it's been fun to watch, and and I I should say that that you know a, a Patrick Kane trade could change my my assessment of the Western Conference. I mean, if there you, you go, if you you put Patrick Kane in a Dallas Stars sweater, I, I think that that changes the dynamic quite a bit for the Dallas Stars. So. Um, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting, but that's, that's, uh, that's what I, I want to end on. Let's manifest this, uh, Patrick Kane trade as much as I know it would, <laughs> would hurt your, your feelings and everybody else in Chicago. It's so funny because it went from the sentiment was, all right, tear it down, you know, get rid of Kane, you know, let's build up from the start tank get Connor Bedard, all those things. And now they're being so competitive in winning the Bedard trains like, all right, what the heck are we doing? But at the same time, it's like watching Kane do this this past week has been incredible. And I mean, that buzzer beater. Oh, I mean, they went on to win, but they should have just let that count at that point. And that would have been the perfect send off for Patrick Kane. It was it would have been my favorite regular season game winning goal yeah. of all time. Easily. Oh. But no kidding. Yeah, I I, I mean, oh, well. at. At this point, too, Andy, like I, I was looking, for example, at Patrick Kane and his props. It was like three and a half shots on goal in that game at plus 125, I think. Uh, look, I mean, it, there's not that much time left, but in a situation like that, whether it's this year and in the future in some years, when you know it could be a guy's last game of that recognition of Patrick Kane, it, is it something you got to consider? Because they're certainly going to try to put on a show. Uh, well, I believe that 
that that um would have been his last home game if he yeah. is traded by the deadline, right? So um yeah, that that time for that is coming God. Uh but in a situation like that in in a home game, I would definitely look at it. Uh but outside of that in a road game, uh I would yeah, it's a double-edged sword because I think, you know, nearing trade deadline time, you're talking about a, a huge, uh, huge star and a really valuable asset. Um, you could also see a situation where a guy like Kane has his minutes cut significantly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in, a, in a situation where, hey, we're losing 5 nothing, We don't need to play this guy um, because uh, we might trade him tomorrow. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a double-edged sword there, but the the home the home game in a situation like that with a player like Patrick Kane, yeah, it it, it was uh it, it was definitely a, the spot to to back him to uh to 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 put on a show. All right, folks, that's all we got for today's episode of Eason's Hockey Betting Podcast. Again, he is Andy McNeil at Digital Gambler, where you can follow him on Twitter. Catch more of his content at VEASAN.com. He's rocking with the Oilers on the money line today as his official play. As for myself, Danny Burke at Danny Burke 5 on the tweets, I am going with the Capitals on the puck line, minus 115, and the hopeful return of Alex Ovechkin. And then I'm rocking with the Devils on the money line minus a buck 43 is my two plays for today. But that's going to be a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Helps us and helps you get notified when the episodes get released as soon as possible so you can set yourself up for a good day of betting with the puck as quickly as you can be. But that's going to do it once again. Best of luck with your wagers. We'll be back next Monday, and uh, we'll be previewing some of the biggest games that week. Until then, take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 